Hey guys, this is Chris and Megan from Tap the Craft. I'm excited to tell you about a new company that we've partnered with called Hopcloth. Hopcloth is based in Tampa, Florida, and they produce some of the best craft beer apparel around. They have great designs such as the Drink Beer From Here series, supporting all 50 U.S. states, as well as other great designs to show that craft beer is not alcoholism, it's a hobby. There are tees, tanks, and hoodies for men, women, and your newborn future beer lovers. We personally own a handful of their shirts, and we can attest they're super soft and comfortable. You can find their website at www.hopcloth.com or check out our Facebook page for links. Hello, craft beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce. I'm coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft and brewery owner in Columbus, Ohio, is John Ream. And joining us once again is our Wales bro from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Well, now that I have that sweet nickname, I'm doing uh, so much better. <laughs> How are you guys doing? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, but we didn't. We want to make sure that you didn't think we forgot about you, and our listeners didn't forget about you, because you bring us all that great beer knowledge from down south in the Tampa area. So I'm excited to have you on. In fact, we're going to have you on for a number of shows in a row, so all the people out there that like to hear Chris then you guys are going to be in luck because he's going to be with us for a few episodes till the end of the year. So right on. So does that mean my contract has been accepted? It, it's in no. trial. Yeah, uh. it's in trial. <laughs> Failed again. It depends on how many voicemails we get. If we get a number of voicemails while you're on, then guess what? You're in. Okay, so we're going to use the we're going to use the voicemail <laughs> line to vote then like uh, American Idol. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, you decide if Chris stays or goes by calling in to the show. Yeah. Call in and hold down one for 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, well, hey, John, how, how are you doing, by the way? We, I, I didn't mean to leave you out of the conversation. We'll go straight to Chris. Yeah, but he, I'm but he, second fiddle over here today. Yeah, he is, but, he is important. So, Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Taking a break from glue scraping to, to chat with you fellas. So. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Everyone knows that being a brewery owner is so, you know, it's it's like a status thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say that brewers are really just glorified janitors. Not, not in my brewery. <laughs> you're, or, you're below that. Yeah, we're oh, <laughs> glue scrapers. Glue scrapers. All. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Let's get into the show, but before we get into the meat of the content, let's just go ahead and explain to anyone that's new listening what Tap the Craft is all about, and Tap the Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help everyone who's listening in their craft beer journey. We want to help you learn about craft beer, enjoy craft beer, experience what craft beer has to offer, and I hope that you guys can get that from our show. Now, you are listening to episode 86. We are recording on Sunday, November 5th, 2017. And in this episode, we will discuss our top five lagers of 2017. 
We also are going to have some Whale Bros talk, and we're going to have an article from the Brewers Association linking malt flavors to drinkers' beer preferences. Very interesting article, as well as all of our great craft beer banter that now that we have three people, we should have a lot of good craft beer talk. So, before we get into all that great information, let's talk about what is in our glasses tonight. So, Chris, what are you drinking tonight? So, tonight from Epic Brewing, I have a big bad Baptist in mm. my glass tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an, I've got a few sips into this one. Um, it's an imperial stout with cocoa nibs and coffee, uh, aged in whiskey barrels, and um, I'm kind of wishing I had another bottle of this. I picked this up when I was in Cleveland um, about a month or so ago, and didn't visit John. He's still bitter about it. Wow, dead to me. Yep, yep. Well, you know what? It's just now you know how Devious Mister Matt feels, John. When yeah, you didn't visit him, so it, it's I did payback. visit him just <laughs> earlier. <laughs> All right, so Chris, have you experienced very many epic brewing beers, or is this one of the first ones? No, we've had a few of them when we did live in Ohio. Um, we got plenty of them, uh, but now we don't get them down here in Florida. Uh, we picked up um, Big Bad Baptist and then uh, Brainless on Peaches. Oh when yeah, we were out there. Yeah, and that's one of Megan's favorites. Uh, again, in the category, not one of my favorites, uh, but I'm going to try it again because I didn't really like it the last time I had it. But uh, maybe my maybe my tastes have changed since I last had it. Yeah, I'm going to say that you still won't like that one just because it comes across really, really dry, dry sour. Um, but it's good. I like it. Uh, it's it's a good beer, but you got to have to really enjoy that that dry champagne like dryness with the tarts along with it. Only one way to find out. Yeah. But I, I do have to praise you for drinking the big, big bad Baptist on the show because that's a big beer. And if you had two bottles, you would definitely not make it to the end of the show. I don't think. Well, I had a, I had a uh, Kentucky breakfast stout before I started the show. <laughs> I wanted right. to make sure I was energized for the, for the, uh, all the talking we're going to do. All right. Well, good job. Good job. If I hear any slurs, we know where it's, why that's happening a little bit. And that's just, that's just an added bonus. Yeah, true. All right, John. So, oh, go ahead, Chris. You I was going to say, John, what, what's, uh, what's in your glass tonight? Yeah, tonight I am uh, drinking something that my buddy Wes brought down uh, when he came to visit. He, he came to visit, just saying. <laughs> um, and that's from Victory Brewing. It's their Black Forest Cake Stout. Uh with uh, cherries in here, um, and I, I enjoy this beer. Uh, it's got uh, a nice cherry cherry tone to it. Uh, Wes and Kristen both thought the cherry was a bit too much, but I I thought it was all right, mm. all right level in there. So I've got I think one more after this in the fridge. But nice. Been enjoying these from time to time. Okay, so since Kristen so. doesn't like it, that means you get the last one to yourself. Um. I, I think she's not opposed to it. I think it, it, with her preference, the cherry wouldn't be as strong. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's been a kind of an end of the night beer for me. Not not the refreshing like project beer when I come home and you know mm-hmm. just finished working. Yeah. It's the after after that beer, and I'll go to one of these. So okay. 
But uh, yeah, that's for me. How about you, Danny? Yeah, I'm drinking a little local flair from Sockeye Brewing. It's called the Winterfest 2017 version. It's a nice dark ale with uh, a lot of, you know, hop to it. You know, it kind of reminds me of maybe some celebration, something like a, a celebration ale from Sierra Nevada, uh, but a little bit more, a little bit more maltiness to it. But it's a really good. I got a six pack of it. In fact, I'll talk about getting a six pack of this. Uh, later on in the show how i got it but it's a great beer i've had a couple of them um it's it's just warming me up it's a cold day we were supposed to get snow today already in the beginning of november we were gonna get a little snow but it it hasn't come we just got cold rain so uh good for that i don't want any more snow to come too early all right so uh chris it's been a while since you have joined us on the show, so why don't you talk about some fun activities that you've partaken in since you've last been on the show? Okay, so in the last, it feels like every weekend we're going to a bottle release here in Tampa, but um, the last couple of weekends, I know this past Saturday and uh, a couple Saturdays before that, we went to a bottle release at Angry Chair. Uh, Angry Chair Brewing, which fortunate enough is right down the street from us, and they have been putting out some really amazing stouts lately. Um, and it normally involves us, uh, my friend Trey and I, getting in line. Eh, some people get in line about 6 a.m. I get in line about 7 a.m. Some people are just mental and get in line about 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> um, but normally when we get there at about 7, uh, we're about number 50 to 100 in line for, for these releases that they're doing. Wow. Um, so we get there. Uh, we bring a uh, couple of camping chairs with us, um, a cooler full of bombers. And as soon as we get there, we place an order to the breakfast diner across the street. Um and we sit in line and wait for uh, wait for them to open the doors at 9 a.m. so we can buy these beers and go home and take a nap. Okay. So we've had a couple of those uh, this last this last weekend. We had one uh, for Angry Chairs Russian interruption. I'm sorry, Russian interference, which was um, Russian Imperial Stout that uh, I, I didn't really get. To, it, it's sad because I'm not even reading the labels anymore. I'm just <laughs> buying it. <laughs> Um, but the actual getting in line part, which I had no interest in before until I actually went and started doing it is actually an absolute blast. Okay. Um, cause you're standing in line with two, 300 other people and you know, people just randomly walk by and go, Hey, you want to try this beer? Hey, you want to try this beer? And it's, you know, beers from all over the country. Oh yeah. My buddy shipped this in from me the other, for me the other day. And it's, you know, something maybe from out, out, you know, in Seattle or, or, um, in Oregon, something we can't get here. And it's just, everybody's really cool. And it's fun to get to meet a lot of the, uh, a lot of people in the community, the neighborhood, um, fellow beer aficionados, I guess, if you want to call it that. But, um, I, I never thought I would enjoy standing in line at six or 7 AM mm-hmm. to buy something, uh, as much as I honestly have. Um, and you know, how often do you get to say, yeah, uh, I was, I was drunk buzzed before 8am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not be committed to, um, any type of program. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Chris, you've done this the last two weekends for sure. 
because I remember uh, seeing you post on the site that you were, hey, I'm waiting in line at, you know, before nine and I'm already feeling good. So mm-hmm. do they have these releases every weekend or is this just a, happens to be a back-to-back weekend release for these these wells? It's- it's really starting to feel like every every weekend uh, because there's a meter, uh, metery near us mm-hmm. that is doing a release next Saturday. Um, but they are at, they start at noon. They start selling those at noon, so you don't have to really line up a whole lot for those. But uh, well, and it's it's mead, so who all is going to wait in line for mead? This this metery is fantastic. <laughs> uh, one one that they put out uh, is actually on my new and noteworthy list. Oh, this, okay. This time, okay. Um, I haven't always been a fan of meads, but this place has changed my mind on that. All right. Uh, but yeah, it, it does seem like every, every weekend, uh, again, my buddy Trey, who's been, been, uh, stepping up and standing in line with me. Um, he goes, I, I don't know if I know what it's like to sleep in on a Saturday anymore. He goes, it seems like every, <laughs> every damn weekend we've got to go, go to another bottle release. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, we just, we do it for the beer, I guess. Okay. How many bottles are you picking up? Uh, it seems like that their limit has been two per person, mm-hmm. um, but I may allegedly have gotten back in line each time oh. and uh, picked up extra, allegedly. Okay. Not saying I did. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I, this last release was two per person. Um, I was fortunate enough to walk away with six. Well, oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So they have lots of extra. Yeah, so it's it's basically you get in line. Once you're through the line, you just go to the back of it. If there's still beer available, then you you can buy more. Okay, and and these bottles are eight dollars, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty five. What are they? Um, yeah, I really wish they were eight dollars. Oh. That would make things so much better. Uh, this past weekend or yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Today's Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, yesterday morning, they were $22 a piece. <laughs> um, and you buy six of them? It's a hobby, remember? <laughs> oh, damn. Um, oh. And then the previous week, it was a, a barrel-aged beer that was $30 a bottle. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's it's a good thing Uber is uh, your friend. Uh, I'm not Ubering anymore. I've just been really just getting together with people on um bottle trading and bottle selling sites and just buying these and then reselling them. Okay. People are probably going to hate me for that, but um, I, I'll say I make my money back and some for it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So enough of the whales. How about this thing you posted? Now, I'm going to preface how we got onto this because there was an article, and I don't think I mentioned it in the last show, but there's an article in Business Insider that talked about a company called the secret hopper, and it basically pays people to go in and drink beer. And you, you posted the, the article on our site. I went in right away. I, I wrote my application. I wrote a big, lengthy, detailed description of my last visit to a, a new brewery and, and everything, and I want to get into it. But I know Boise's probably not a prime spot for this. But what is this secret hopper all about, and how – you know, how was the experience? Because you actually got to be a secret hopper. Yeah. So first off, we'll give a shout out to Andrew from the secret hopper. He's been my point of contact through this, this organization um, and been helping me along through this uh, whole secret shopper for breweries uh, experience. Um, So we were, I found this company secret hopper. I think it was through Facebook. I found them. 
Um, and I did like you did. I hopped on their website and I filled out an application, had to write a couple of little essays for them about a recent experience that I had at a brewery or a beer bar or something like that. Um, <clears throat> and then oddly enough, I had uh, an offer to go do a, uh, a shop or um, a review on a brewery that's, you know, really close to my house. So I, uh, it actually worked out that the night that I did my review or my shop, I was also hosting a bottle share at that very same brewery. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and I made, I made Andrew very aware. I said, Hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be hosting a bottle share at that brewery this night. He goes, oh, okay, well, you know, just as long as you can give us a good re good review, that's, you know, uh, uh, not one-sided and that's it's neutral and, and you give us all the, the information we need. He's like, great, go for it. Mm -hmm. So I had to, um, I had to purchase a, a flight or if they didn't have flights available, I just had to purchase a pint of whatever was anything they had on the menu. And then I also had to purchase uh, a shareable appetizer and a, um, and an entree off their menu. Oh, okay. Um, and the place where I went was, um, mm. which is a really cool place that we've been utilizing a lot. One for bottle shares, um, but for uh, uh, other reasons is that um, they do they do shuttles to and from the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey games, where for forty bucks they'll give you a ticket to the game, two beers, and a shuttle to and from the game. Mm. Okay, so. Um, we've been spending a fair amount of time there, which has been really nice. So I was able to go in and do a, a what I felt was a really honest review. Cause they always, they always treat us very well, regardless of whatever reason we're there. Um, they always have really good beer. They have really good food and um, it's just been a great place to go. So with this whole secret shopper experience, I just had to go in, answer a handful of questions, uh, write up, um, you know, a couple of small uh, snippets about, um, you know, what was their food like? Uh, what did you notice when you walked into the brewery? Uh, what One of the questions was, what did you smell as soon as you walked into the brewery, which I thought was kind of odd. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I filled it all out and they paid me $50 to go there. Wow. Um, now, my bill after tip and everything was... Um, 37 bucks. Okay. And I had, I had a couple of beers. Um, I had an entree, I had an appetizer. And so, you know, I walked out $13 ahead for a place that I was going to anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really all in all a good experience. Um, I, I would really hope that, uh, you know, you had mentioned that you'd signed up for it. I would mm -hmm. hope that something would come up where they'd be able to offer you the opportunity to do it too. And I know, um, uh, Amanda Argauer has mentioned that she signed up for it as well. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully you guys will all get the chance to do it because I mean, getting paid to drink beer, isn't that like the American dream? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or at least for us, it is anyway. Um, but it was just, it was a lot of fun. You know, I got to hang out with my friends and drink beer and eat their food. And my whole night was comped. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a great deal. And I hope that, I mean, I know they're not, they're not in all the markets, and I know that uh, it's, per, it's perhaps – I know Amanda had mentioned that she hadn't been selected, but it's possible that either there's a lot of people in the Pittsburgh area that are uh, already 
signed up for it or they just aren't in that area. And I'm, again, like the Boise area, it's not a huge market. So I, I'm guessing that there's not a big opportunity right now for them. But I'm hoping maybe in the in the future I'll get called up to serve <laughs> serve my fellow craft beer and uh, and do a review for them because I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed writing up my little uh, essay. Uh, I was very detailed and uh, I, I had just happened to have a, a pretty good experience. It wasn't a perfect experience, but it was a a really good one that I could explain in my little uh, uh, application, and it was just uh, it was it was nice. So I'm hoping that it works out. Okay, anything else you want to talk about, Chris? Um, I was just going to say real quick, there's a really big beer event coming up in March down here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, if I don't know how many people know about it, but it's called Hunapu day and tickets go on sale for that on the 24th of this month. Mm. Um, so it's pretty much like Tampa's virgin, Tampa's virgin, virgin right? <laughs> Tampa's virgins. All right. I'm, yeah, I'm all right. signing up. This is like uh, Tampa's version of the great American beer fests. Um, so we get breweries from all over the world that come in to pour pour beers uh, here, and then you can take home some bottles of Cigar City's Hunapu Stout, which is awesome, um, which is very good. And uh, I, I, it's it's a fun event to go to, not only because you know you get to try some rare beers from all over the world, but you know you get to take some Hunapu home with you, and you know you get to hang out in Tampa. So mm-hmm. if uh, <laughs> uh, so if anybody is in interested in coming to the event um you know reach out to us let us know if you're planning on coming because we'll definitely grab some beers down here together excellent excellent i'm uh i'm not decided yet because i'm trying to plan a trip to uh columbus (laughs) (laughs) so it might it might take priority uh this year but uh, we'll see we'll see how fine it depends on how my uh end of year bonus if it's big then maybe I'll have some extra cash to uh, uh, to make two trips in that time frame. So we'll we'll see how it works. No, I get it. John's your favorite still. I know. <laughs> oh. Put in the work. Yeah. yeah well, I'm sacrificed. I, yeah. <laughs> maybe one day I'll get there. Yeah. One day. One day. All right. Wait, well, John. Have you done anything besides scraping glue, or is that your life? I was going to ask if glue scraping counted, but I guess not. <laughs> Oh, no. Were you drinking good beer while you were scraping glue? No. After after scraping glue. Okay. Okay. So not an entire disappointment. No. Just um, partial, as usual. Okay. <laughs> just a partial disappointment. Yeah. Yep. No, right. nothing for me. So. All right. Well, then I'll How about go. you? Yeah. You got to save it, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll talk quickly on mine. Um, basically, Friday was my wife's birthday. I took the day off to spend with her. And we, she, she loves comic book superhero movies and everything that has to do with superheroes. I'm not a huge fan of that stuff, but she loves it. And uh, she wanted to really go see the new Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. So we went and we got the uh, 11.30 a.m. showing at the VIP over 21 seats where we can drink while we watch. And we went with the... Uh, my son and his girlfriend and uh, a friend of ours from work. And we started drinking at 11 a.m. at the theater, watched a fantastic movie. Again, I'm not a huge superhero movie fan. Uh, I think 
that this one is definitely my has become my favorite Marvel uh, superhero movie because I just really had a great time watching this movie. So I recommend anyone that enjoys action, comedy, and little fantasy, sci-fi, superhero stuff, give it a give it a try. I think you might enjoy it. Um, we then went from there to the Kona Grill where the the ladies had uh, mojitos and I drank some Lagunitas beer. In fact, at the uh, movie I had Lagunitas 12th of Never Ale, uh, really good uh, pale ale. I really like that pale. And then I had Lagunitas IPA, a few of those at the Kona Grill while we ate some sushi and chatted and just, you know, enjoyed the afternoon. And then that wasn't enough. We decided to head over from there to Sakai Brewing where we had some dinner and more beer. And I really enjoyed drinking uh, there. They had a fresh hop pale ale, and they had a golden stout. But this time, this golden stout, I've talked about this golden stout before. It's the dangerous golden stout. Uh, it's really good on its own, but this one was barrel-aged. It just amped up. I mean, it was just so well done and so smooth and so delicious. I really enjoyed this golden stout. It was a fantastic way to end a great day of uh, celebrating my wife's birthday. And because uh, uh, we always have a good time at Sockeye and we are usually really good tippers, um, as a parting gift on the way out, our server gave me the six-pack, or actually gave my wife for her birthday, I guess, but she gave it to me, a six-pack of the Winterfest I'm drinking tonight. So come on, that's a great night that I got some uh, free beer to go along uh, with the evening. So I even got a, a gift out of it. So that's my little bit of uh, fun beer-related activity. I recommend anyone that has the opportunity to take the VIP tickets where they allow you to drink in the theater, uh, do it. It's fun. It just makes the movie experience that much better. But I have to admit, you do have to get up in the middle of the movie and, and go to the bathroom because, you know, beer goes right through you. That, that makes puppy sad. <laughs> sad puppy. Uh, all right, John. So, hey, you've been quiet, buddy. It's your time to shine. Let's get the Trek Brewing update on where you're at in the construction. Yeah, so uh been scraping some glue. Um, <laughs> also, got our new uh, patio doors installed. Yeah, uh, it looks which, nice. Uh, we went with a, a double door. The initial plan called for just a single door. Um, but we decided to change that to a double and it, it's great. It's letting in a ton of light oh, in yeah. the tap room. Um, as is. So I think once we get, uh, everything in place, it'll be, be really nice to kind of unify that space and even make it kind of one enormous, you know, indoor outdoor room type type deal. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really cool. Um, outside of that, there's been a, a ton of work going in, um, in the the old old office and and the piece of the kitchen that we're retaining um so we we split the old office uh, that was in there into into three rooms uh one to be an office um and then uh, a new our new ADA bathroom that I mentioned before and uh our future brewery laboratory um and uh, the drywall uh, has gone up in those rooms, um, as well as completing the the plumbing for the bathroom and the lab and the kitchen. And then we've also got a, a ceiling grid going up in there um, 
So that space is, is coming together rapidly. Um, unfortunately, in the brewery, um, we haven't had much except running a little bit more electrical. Um, we got pushed back on our floor ceiling because they're, the job they have before us uh, just went went south. I, I guess the floor started crumbling when they started trying to grind it to, to prep it to seal. Um, so they had to do a bunch of repouring there mm. and patching and repair. So um, hopefully they'll be here this week um, to do that. Uh, but uh, basically as soon as they're done there, they'll be heading our way. So, um, but then outside the building, we're also getting some repair work done on the, on the front of the building, um, to prep for painting, uh, just a few spots that had kind of been, uh, left unattended and, you know, not really maintained properly. Mm-hmm. So they, they just had, had a little water damage in a couple spots that thankfully just affected the, those pieces. Like it didn't impact the inside or anything like that, which is good. Okay. But How's the floor? Is it curing for uh, final cure curing? The the floor is ready as soon as the the folks show up to seal it um, and and do all that stuff. Okay. Um, so we've been on it because it hasn't been sealed yet. Okay. But as soon as it's sealed and we can get back on it, we'll get our equipment in place and uh, call for our final inspection. So okay, at least for the brewing aspect of it. Okay, and. You mentioned that there's a storm coming through your area. So is the building secure for storm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't yeah. want anything to happen. I'll, after all this work and everything going on and all of a sudden a storm comes in and, and uh, you know, causes some, some headache, that would be very bad. Yeah, no. We, I mean, we do actually have a, a slightly porous roof, um, but we've been working on patching it up and – the spot that we have that's we've been working on currently uh, is in an area that doesn't affect anything. Okay. So okay. just coming down on some already finished tile. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> I, I do have to admit though, when you, when you p- posted the photos of the, of the new um, French doors you have going to that patio, it made a, it really did make a huge difference in that area. It really brightened everything up and I'm, I mean, it it looks nice. I can't wait. And that was with the tree there too. I'm sure once the tree goes, it's going to even be more bright, uh, you know, light coming in to the area. Yeah, and hopefully that tree will be out. I'm hoping this week, um, due to weather, you know, that's been pushed back as well because mm-hmm. certain you know days he can't be out. So we're you know in the queue, but to get to us we get to finish up everything ahead of us so. yeah um but once that's down we'll be able to start moving forward with actually getting the patio in place so okay okay now i know we've been joking with you know around this whole glue scraping thing but are you almost done with this <laughs> the glue, glue scraping or do you really have another couple weeks of scraping glue left I have a lot of glue scraping to do. Um, and I I probably would be done at this point had the, the, the walls that I'm currently scraping not been used as storage areas for plumbing and electrical. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason they were storage areas was because there were holes all over the floor and there weren't holes here. So, you know, that they were able to actually set stuff down and collect their things and, you know, various 
fittings and other uh, odds and ends that they okay. needed on site. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I could have done that, but I would have spent half of my time, you know, emptying it and scrape for 10 minutes and then reassemble all their stuff. Yeah. You know? Okay. So okay. it's ready. Um, but I, it, I have everywhere where the the pilot system and all that equipment is going to be, uh, that's, that's done. I don't need to be in that area. I'm, everything now, I, I have one little section I need to finish that won't be accessible once we get our big brew system, but then everything else I could continue to scrape later if I had to, but I'm hoping I don't have to. Okay. No. All right. Well, excellent. You're getting one step every, every time we have a show, you're that much closer to getting that batch of brew brewing. So, uh, hey, maybe in a couple of weeks you'll be running some pilot brew through that, uh, through that system. I hope so. That'd be awesome. I hope it's shorter than that because you texted <laughs> us that picture the other day of you with the heat gun and the scraper, and I just I felt so bad. <laughs> well, you know, the, I only have three fermenters to fill, and that would only take me like a day and a half if I just sure, kinda, lots of time for scraping. So then I have tons of time to scrape glue while they ferment. Uh. So. <laughs> I, I had a I had a slight anxiety attack just going oh my gosh it's it's so tedious and so slow and it's just got to be such a pain in the butt so man. yeah well I I was listening to to baseball early on you know something else slow and tedious and then <laughs> uh, I've burned through my uh, my podcast backlog so oh wow um I'm only I only have like fifteen episodes left in my backlog. That was triple digits just like <laughs> three, four weeks ago. So, okay, yeah, excellent. Well, at least you're being productive. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, John, for the update on Trek Brewing. We're all excited to see the progress. Now, let's go into some new and noteworthy beers that we've been drinking over the last couple weeks. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start with my noteworthy beers. And the first one is a favorite that we've talked about on the show before. It is season. It is a, the season of the Oscar Blues Death by Coconut Porter. Uh, this beer is fantastic. I really enjoy it. The only thing I don't enjoy is the price tag associated with it, which is a little bit steep. But it's a great beer. Um, picked up a four-pack. It's it's basically a four pack for eleven dollars, which I guess is reasonable, but it's still pretty expensive to be drinking too much of it. Uh, and my wife and I are enjoying it by uh, small doses, so we don't just overdo it. But it's a great beer this year, no different than previous years. Big giant chocolate flavor with coconut hint of coconut in there. Really a fantastic porter. I gave it a, a perfect five on untapped again this year because it's it's great john are, are you able to get that uh i had that when we were in seattle and we we enjoyed it um i don't think i get oscar blues here i haven't seen it mm. um but uh you should keep your eye out to see if you can find the uh the rum barrel age version of that that they do it, so. yeah i think they had that one last year but the price on it was so steep i decided not to uh to buy it last year but you're right if they have it this year i will for sure try to pick it up and give it a sh- give it a shot you did you have the rum barrel one last year 
No, I just was going to live vicariously through you. (laughs) Okay, well then, for you, John, I will go out, spend the extra cash, and then uh, I'll give you a blow-by-blow tasting uh, notes of it so you can really enjoy it through me. Just just live stream that for me. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) I can do that. All right. And then the second beer that I also gave a perfect five cap rating to is the, the... Basically, the son of what uh, Chris is drinking today. It's the Epic Brewing Son of a Baptist Coffee Imperial Stout. And uh, they do a number of versions of this. And it's all based on different coffee roasters, different coffee and coffee roasters that are in the local area of the places that they're, you know, that they're uh, distributing to. Uh, This one is the, the version I had is of Blue Copper Roastery. And again, I I think this uh, Son of a Baptist was on my top beers of 2016, if I remember correctly. I, I don't remember, but I know it's on one of our lists that we did. And again, this this version that I had uh, last week, fantastic job of uh, putting in coffee into an imperial stout without making it bitter at all. The whatever they the blend that they used of the the coffee bean and the roast and the the stout perfect blend that just gave you that hint of coffee, let that chocolate nib goodness come out without being bitter at all. Uh, fantastic, loved this beer, and I recommend anyone that can get this uh, should pick up at least one can, if not a, a six pack of it. It's really good. Now, John, you don't get Epic at your area either, do you? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay. But, yeah, I've, I've had I've had this uh, different roaster. Yeah, different roaster. Because I, I think they what they only send out, like, to your area, your, like, a regional roaster. They have a bunch of different yeah. roasters, and then you'll only see ones that are close to you. Yep, yep. So. That is, uh, they try to... They try to uh, utilize the local roasteries in the regions that they're sending the beer out, and and so yeah, you only see the ones that uh, is local. So, the, so for example, if they take a, and this is where they might be able to get this beer out to areas they normally do not distribute to, is because if they pick a roaster that is in Tampa, then they may they'll send a uh, some of this beer to that area because they want to showcase that roaster and the beer to the local population so last year a lot of places that don't normally get epic got this beer because the the roaster they chose was in that area so it's a great i think this one is an opportunity for a lot of people around the nation that don't normally get epic to to be able to try what they can do and again epic is my favorite utah brewery i love what they do now they're also in colorado so i can't just say you know that they only uh, you know, make stuff out of Utah, but they came from Utah and they are a fantastic brewery. So, son of a Baptist, go get it. Uh, the next one is, guess what? It's another stout. I'm all dark beers on my new Noteworthy this week because it's that time of the year. It's that time of the year, and there was a bunch of coffee beers that were coming out, and I, I try not to get too many coffee beers because. You know, there is a little bit of caffeine in there. And when I drink these beers, it's normally after work. And I don't want to have a, a little buzz, you know, going before I try to go to sleep. Luckily, none of these gave me a buzz. 
Um, but this beer is a local from Payette Brewing, our local Boise brewery. And it's called the Sunday Morning Coffee Imperial Oatmeal Stout. And this beer is really, really good. And remember, John, when we had that uh, article that we talked about, um, the the coffee beans that were aged in barrels? I think we, we did an article mm-hmm. on that. Uh, I hadn't had one of those type of coffees until now. And that's what Payette did. They took coffee beans from Iron something roastery. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, Iron Shoe or something. I can't remember. Sorry. Uh, the bottle's in my room here somewhere, but I don't want to, you know, turn around and try to find it. Um, but they took those beans and they aged it for, um, I think they said for several months in these barrels. Now, that surprised me because I thought when we did the article, it said they, um, you know, they, they, they kind of minimized the amount of time in the, in the barrel, in the barrels. But this one, they, I think they, they aged it for like three or six months in a whiskey barrel. And so those beans take on this whiskey um, barrel flavors that come out of there. And then they put those beans into the beer. And I'll tell you what, such a light, refreshing um, coffee flavor that, what again, didn't add to the bitterness. The smoothness of that oatmeal stout, imperial oatmeal stout, super good. Really enjoyed this beer. Anyone that can get Payette Brewing Sunday morning, uh, grab this beer. I think you will enjoy it. It's a nice 22-ounce bottle, 4.5% uh, or no, uh, 4.5 caps rating for me. Um, <laughs> it's more than 4.5%. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big beer. But uh, those are my guard. How are you doing, Chris? You, are you back? I, I know you're having kind of a storm or power issues in Florida. No, not, not anymore. It's okay. probably somebody outside playing with the electric service or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. It's just, it's random. We get like, there's there's no storm or anything. It's actually perfectly calm um, and like 74 degrees outside okay. right now. Okay. Uh, and all of a sudden the power just flickers for no reason. So, okay. Um, yeah, we're back. All right. All right. You missed, uh, hopefully you didn't miss all of my uh, great beers I just talked about. But I did mention that Epic Brewing Son of a Baptist coffee imperial stout that i had that was fantastic and it's the baby brother of the big bad baptist uh, with a little coffee added i i did miss him would you mind going through them again well you'll have to listen to the show so we're gonna move on chris to your noteworthy beers okay. yeah i i did i did hear all yours actually i had to i was fortunate i got to go uh had to go take care help megan take care of a dog real quick so um so my new noteworthy beers uh let's see this first one that I'm going to talk about, I, I had in line waiting for the second beer I'm going to talk about. Okay. So the first one I had was the Answer Brewing. Um, I don't know a whole lot about them. I was trying to look up some information about them while you were talking. Um, but they had the Double Raspberry Popsicle Goza. Oh, oh. wow. Oh, they're in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. It was literally like somebody had a raspberry popsicle, melted it, and put it into a sour beer. Hmm. Um, I mean, it, it it has raspberry puree in it, and on a normal basis, it would have been way too sweet. Um, but for breakfast, it was actually quite delicious. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was, you know, it would 
you could definitely tell there was raspberry puree in it because of the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Um, just it was it was so thick in my mouth. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> what she said. Why, why are you laughing? Um, that uh, it it was literally like a breakfast smoothie that had beer in it. Nice. I I enjoyed it way too much so early in the morning. Um, I gave that one a five stars, uh, a pair or five caps. Apparently they have a whole, um, line of those. Uh, I don't know if they're like a popsicle line or whatever it is that they have, but, uh, the can that it came in, it looks like a, uh, a small bundle of dynamite with uh, a timer on the outside of it, which, um, I, I really wish I could get some more of that. I might have to see if I can't trade some of the beer that I have to get some more of it because it was really, really good. Okay. Nice. Um, the, the one that I was waiting in line for when I got to try that one was for Angry Chairs Rum Barrel Aged Awakening. Okay. Um, and, and because I'm such a slacker, um, I haven't pulled up exactly what the awakening is <laughs> but you drank it so it was good <laughs> yeah uh which is it's a coffee milk stout with vanilla beans and and uh cocoa nibs mm. uh the coffee is from a local uh coffee roaster here in tampa um and normally in most barrel aged things that i i personally get there's there's normally some kind of um maybe like a harshness or mm-hmm. um maybe like an oak flavor or, um, and that, that oak flavor is really tannic. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, um, it's just kind of harsh in the mouth Yeah, that, uh, that this didn't have, um, it was, it was so smooth and the vanilla stood out. Um, the vanilla stood out really well and the coffee was just right in it that it wasn't like a, big coffee flavor, but the coffee and the vanilla balance really well mm-hmm. with the barrel. And I, I really wish I hadn't gotten rid of all of them, uh, other than the one, one bottle I kept, but, uh, I had this one, this, if I could have given this one more, more caps on untapped, I definitely would have. Okay. Um, yeah, this was probably one of the favorite beers I've had in a very, very long time. Nice. Um, then the other one I had was from right down the street in Cigar City. And I swear, every time I talk to you guys, it's nothing but Tampa beers. Um, <laughs> and this uh, is no different. These are all, yeah. oh, you had a Richmond beer in there too. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Cigar City's Double Barrel Marshall Zukov. So, their base, uh, Imperial Stout Marshall Zukov, um, aged in two different types of barrels. And this, this beer came from, um, the the barrel aged beer club that we're part of called El Catador. Um, it was one of the last beers that we had to drink out of the one out of the set of beers that we get for this club membership. Mm. And again, uh, the barrel flavor was right on and there was no harshness in there whatsoever. It was super smooth and it was, it was me and a friend of mine sitting out on the front porch, just, sipping on this beer and, um, you know, just having a good talk and just, it, it was fantastic. It Mm. was just, it's just chocolatey and some nice roast in there. And then the barrel kind of adds some sweetness to it. And it was, it was just fantastic. Um, that definitely got another five cap rating for me. There you go. 
And uh, for my last five cap rating of the night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, All yeah, fives. Yeah. yeah. I give them out like it's my job. <laughs> um, was from Garage East Meadery right down the, uh, right down the street again. Um, like I was telling you guys earlier, this, this meadery has changed my view on meads. And uh, this, this one that I'm going to talk about uh, was rated the best beer at Hunapu Day last oh, year. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, they actually released bottles of this um, that I didn't stand in line for. I just went there and tried it, which was nice. They had it on tap, and um, it was called um, Reboog Vitus or Reboog Vetus. Uh, it used to be called Goober Vetus. Yeah. But right. it, was a, <laughs> it was essentially a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. mead, um, and it was made with Concord grapes and it is, I mean, it's almost like biting into a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, so the peanuts are there, the grapes are there and it's just, it's so smooth for a 14% mead. Mm. Um, it would definitely get you in trouble. (laughs) Uh, and I mean, thank God they only sell it in, you know, three and six ounce tasters, but, um, yeah, that, Again, took a took a five cap for me. Also, um, if I could get more bottles of that, again, I think I might try to trade up for some of that as well. Nice. Um, so that's it out of me as far as my noteworthy beers. Uh, what do you What have you been drinking out in uh, Ohio, John? Yeah. So for me, not a lot of new stuff. Um, it's been uh, quite a bit of some test batches drinking up my. Black IPA um, and some cream ale that I've been uh, enjoying lately. But uh, for for stuff that other people can actually get, um, one that I picked up that I had over at the house for some project beers was uh, from Platform. It's their Amarillo Fog, uh, which I think is part of that uh, kind of their rotating, you know, playing around with hops series mm-hmm. that they that they do. Um, and this featured Amarillo, it wasn't uh, an all Amarillo beer. I think it was Amarillo and Chinook, if memory serves. Um, but uh, this one was very big, uh, like pineapple uh, character uh, with kind of a resiny note to finish it off, um, which sounds a little weird, Um but uh, it it works, and I I've been really enjoying that one. Um, <laughs> that was nice thunder. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> uh, the weather I, I'm not sure it agrees with me. Um, but uh, yeah, the other one I'll mention was another one that Wes brought with him, uh, and this was from Trogues, mm-hmm. and it's their uh, hop knife, uh, which I think they call a, a harvest ale. Okay. Um, but it's not a not a fresh hop beer, um, I believe, but uh, this thing has been uh, kind of my en- end of the night or en- end of end of the day working. Get home, crack one of these. It's super refreshing. Uh, great citrus notes, some tropical notes to it, uh, but really easy to drink and put down. Um, and I wish that I could find this one in my area. I, I do get trogues, but I haven't seen this because I'd definitely go pick up some more. Mm. It's just a, a really easy drinking um, beer okay. that that I'm 
enjoying a lot of right now. So there's another one I have, like maybe one more. And oh. I got to get to it before Kristen does. So. <laughs> you got to hide in the back of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I need to do some, some rearranging down there. Uh, so. So, so I saw that you had picked up some of that Founders Mosaic Promise. Have you had a chance to try that yet? Uh, yeah, I have had a, had a couple of those. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that beer as well. Uh, the, for me, the... Um, the bitterness is a bit out of whack mm-hmm. for, for that one, um, for my personal taste. Um, but, uh, I, I, I have that in the fridge at the house as well. I'm kind of bouncing between that and the Amarillo fog right now. Okay. Um, depending on whether I, whatever I'm doing requires a can or a bottle. A bottle. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't, I hadn't seen you log it in untapped yet. So I just wasn't sure if you oh, I haven't, I don't yeah, think you have. So don't forget you need one more check in there. Yeah, I've been I've been getting better about yeah. about doing that after I've been uh, <laughs> uh, dressed down by a few people about it. So yeah, I'm I'm working on on being better. So okay, all right, well, excellent, excellent job on the uh, noteworthy beers, guys. Let's move into some feedback from our listeners. Uh, we we did get one voicemail, but the voicemail was from our buddy Chris, so I don't want to embarrass him while we chat on the show. So we'll go ahead and just add that maybe at the end of the show as a little blooper. Um, but we'll move in. But a reminder, hey, we love voicemails. Amanda, you still haven't sent us a voicemail. Just a reminder, don't forget. And we'll give you that number to call here at the end of the uh, listener feedback section. But we got some feedback from the last episode. I'm starting off with our buddy Kevin Page. In the Florida, I think he's in Orlando, Florida area. Left some feedback on Facebook. He says, thanks for recommendation. the recommendation on Fremont Brewing's Rusty Nails. I love black licorice jelly beans. Always wish more beers had this flavor. Only issue, I'll have to get some from that area. To, someone from that area to send me some, along with some to shoots Black Butte. Also, John, I'll taste test your beer for you, free of charge. So let me know when you need my address. I feel morally obligated to make sure it's of primo quality before you officially open, LOL. And uh, one last thing is he made another comment later on. He said, called Fremont, Rusty Nails is a Father's Day release and sells out quickly. John was being an absolute tease there. I'm just getting you prepared. You got to know. You know, you got to you now know how much time you have to set up those contacts to get that shit to you. You know. I did you a favor. Yeah. 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 So I tell you what, if if Kevin is getting Fremont and Deschutes shipped to him, he better share because he uh he told me he does come to the Tampa area pretty regularly, so we'll have to have a little chat about that. I think he actually like, I don't know. It seems like last weekend, this, at one point, I thought he had come to uh, Angry Chair, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. I know he, he was... did. He uh, I volunteered at a uh, an event at Copper Tail, okay, which is another brewery near us, and he was here, and I was busy pouring beer and helping out the guests at the event. Okay, and uh, by the time I was done. He was, I literally saw him get in his car and drive away. I was like, oh, okay, see ya. <laughs> all right, all right. So, hey, uh, next time, Kevin, just wait one more minute. You would have cut, you would catch Chris uh, when he's done with his pouring job. But uh, 
He's a great guy to hang out with, so don't miss that opportunity for sure. All right. Hey, Chris, you want to take Amanda's uh, feedback? I would absolutely love to. Okay, so from Amanda Argauer at Try to Stay Upright, uh, she tweeted us and said, Hey, Tap the Craft, remember when we first met? Not much (laughs) has changed, not even the garlic. Hashtag send takeout. Hashtag come help us drink all this damn beer. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you saw the uh, the tweet that she left on our uh, Twitter page, but the the very first, almost a year ago now, the first thing that uh, she she sent us was a photo of her refrigerator and everything the entire refrigerator was full of beer except for a bottle of onions and some water i think that's the only two things that was not beer in the fridge well guess what I'm s- did you say a bottle of onions yeah it was like a like a jar not a jar oh you a, mean like a cocktail onions? yeah cocktail onions i think okay. it was yeah <laughs> a bottle a jar whatever same thing <laughs> but uh, she sent a similar picture where again her entire fridge is filled with beer and I'm uh, very envious, and uh, I just need to get a plane ticket out there to help drink that beer because uh, they need help, obviously. Well, Pittsburgh's a cool city. I mean, that is where I met Megan. So oh, there you go. I mean, you can't really go wrong there. But Amanda, if you have way too much beer, uh, text me. I'll give you my address. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. So. Uh, Thank you, uh, Amanda, for for the the laughs, and uh, we we can help. Just uh, let us know when you want us to arrive. Okay, we asked we had a listener question. Now the listener question wasn't posted to our regular uh, Tap to Craft Twitter. It was posted to to John and I uh, our regular Twitters, but it's okay. We're gonna answer it. We kind of toyed back and forth with it uh, on Twitter, but you know what? It was too big of a question. To put it, to leave it to Twitter, so we got to talk about it on the show. So, John, why don't you go ahead and uh, read Travis's question? Yeah, so Travis at minus under STL uh, tweeted at us: uh, Are drink tickets for Brewfest normal in your areas? A few I've been to here in St. Louis have been unlimited pours, and we both said yes, they are normal <laughs> in our area. Yes, yes, that is true, and yeah. uh, so. Chris, how about you? Um, are are brew are are drink tickets normal at the brew fest you go to, or is it all you can drink? I have found that they are either all you can drink, or there are tickets. But most events that I've been to that give you tickets don't take the tickets, so it really is just <laughs> unlimited. Oh wow! There's there's always the new guy that's pouring beer for the brewery. He's uh, he's you know you hand him your glass and he hands you a glass back full of beer and he goes, "Well, I'm going to need your ticket." And I'm like, "Okay, well, here's one ticket that I've given out for the 15 <laughs> beers that I've tried today." Uh, so I mean, yeah, they're normal, but uh, okay, okay, so don't really take them. Yeah, so you're okay. So there are people that play the game with trying to get uh, drinks for free. Um, Denny me, is not one of those people. I'm not He's one of those the person people. that gives tickets, all his tickets away and then shames you when you I come do. back with a free beer. I, I don't shame. I just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm an honest <laughs> guy, and I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I mean, if they give me a free beer and I try to give them a ticket and they say, no, 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 I'll keep it, then I'll keep it. But I always want to attempt to pay my, my way forward. 
Denny, it's beer. It's practically free, right, John? Yeah, I mean, I tried to give it to him. It's not my fault his back was to me while he was pouring my beer, and he didn't take it. That's true. I tried. That's true. Okay. Here, sir, please take my ticket. Yeah, well, okay. I I definitely am not good at this whole beer fest thing, but um, I, I don't mind the tickets. Now, John and I had a little bit back and forth about when we have gone to festivals that are all you can drink. Now, here's where I, I'm used in my experience. And I, and I don't remember in the recent future, recent times that I've done this. Most of the ones I've gone to within the last three years have all been drink tickets. But I think early on, there was ones that were all you can drink at the beginning of the beer fest things. Uh, and they were usually fairly expensive. It's like 40 to $60 entry to get in, but it's all you can drink. And they give you a glass that's four ounces, and usually it's anywhere from two to three ounces they put in there, and you can drink as many as you want. But um, which is great, but you, I mean, I don't know. It seems like you're. It takes a lot to get your money's worth, and uh, to me, it doesn't seem like it's it's worth that cash to go for all you can drink, unless you just plan on getting wasted at these beer festivals. Now. My thought process, too, is that when I've seen these occur, a lot of times people will go and get a beer, take a sip, toss it, go get another one. Whether they liked it or not, they just want to go through as much as they can. And so I, it seems like to me there's a lot of beer waste. Now, John was thinking you know, that that's not an issue, that, hey, I paid to get in. If I want to waste it, then I'll waste it. Or if, uh, if I don't like it, then I'm going to dump it anyway. And that's true. I... If, if there's a beer that I don't like, I'll dump the beer, even if I pay a ticket for. Um, I'm not against that. But I think it happens more easily at all you can drink because you know that there's so much beer, you're never going to be able to you know, drink them all. And so you'll just go ahead and toss a couple ounces instead of drinking it. So, John, what do you prefer? Drink tickets or all you can drink? And now keep in mind, the the starting price to get into these things matters. Yeah, no, I, my my opinion hasn't changed since we started having our, uh, I won't call it an argument, I'll say <laughs> discussion okay. um, on Twitter. And I, I prefer the all-you-can-drink um, really mostly from the standpoint of I don't have to worry about using up all my tickets. And mm-hmm. I find that when I start drinking, as I get towards the end, I, I become... Like I need to get my money's worth of using all these tickets mm-hmm. rather than just, uh, you know, I can enjoy myself and, oh, hey, yeah, I've just gone and gotten a beer when I wanted a beer and got to try the things I wanted to try and hang out and no big deal. And I think the, you know, the, the ambiance and general feel of it is nicer when um, I don't have those tickets in my pocket. And that's just the way that I react to having those tickets in my pocket. Um so that's that's my my own personal feeling on the, on the matter. Okay, so if you're okay paying forty dollars and getting six samples, you're gonna stump your argument on something that would never happen. <laughs> well, you said True. you're not worried about using all your drink tickets. Now, reality is you're not getting a ton of drink tickets. Now, I've made comments that in the beginning of the uh, October uh, festival here in in the Boise area, they gave you twenty tickets for twenty dollars. And it was too much because I was getting four-ounce pours of big, hoppy beers. 
and I couldn't drink 20 tickets worth, but they Twitter. were, yeah, I, I, nobody could drink them unless you wanted to get really sick. So I understand that argument, but then if you don't care about how much you're drinking, then you're not keeping track and I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems, uh, I don't mind the drink ticket thing as long as they're fairly distributed. I don't, well, how, how many tickets do you normally get? Okay. So for you guys, you know, when you go to a ticketed event, how many tickets are you getting as say, like, what do you think your samples are? How much do they cost per sample? That kind of thing. Like, are you paying $2 for a sample and getting 10 samples for a $20 entry fee? Or I I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if the price is right, then I don't care. But if it's 40 and 50 and $60 to get into something where you can drink all you can. And then, you know, you, take your time and you go through and you go, Oh, well, I've only had six different things. Um, I need to step up my game for this last 45 minutes and get my money's worth. Yeah. On average for me, I usually on average to a beer festival, I get usually 15 tickets, 10 to 15, usually 15 is what I'll, I'll end up drinking. Whether I get that at the entry or not is depends on the festival. So for example, I, I made comments about, how the pricing has gone on with the the October uh, festival? They've they've gone from giving you way too many tickets for a reasonable price to giving you only ten tickets for an unreasonable price of thirty five dollars for ten tickets. That's three dollars and fifty cents for per three ounce taster. That's way too expensive. That's overpriced. Yeah, and that so that beer festival is overpriced itself to be it's the only way you can make make it work is that you buy your initial 10 to get in, but then you buy five more while you're in there for a buck a piece. And now you've just reduced the amount of, of total cost by a, a little bit, but that one's way overpriced. The ones I enjoy are the ones like the uh, 10 barrels IPA beer wars. There you pay for what you get. You buy a glass for five bucks and each ticket is $1 for a, anywhere from a four to six ounce taster and that is a steal and you're getting you know i end up getting you know on that one i end up getting usually about 10 tickets and i'm done because i'm getting big glasses of beer instead of getting small three ounce or four ounce tasters so it depends i there's some that are better and than others um for example i'm going to be going to the payette black friday again this year and for that each ticket is like four dollars for a four ounce snifter of it, but all these beers are twelve, fourteen percent stouts, right? Imperial stouts. So you're you're paying for these rare, uh, heavy, big beers that you you know you would normally pay for a twenty two ounce bottle, any you know twenty dollars for. You're going to get be able to get a, a four ounce sample for four dollars. I mean, it's reasonable. And you get to try a lot of different things. So it depends on on what it is. But So there's a lot of different variables that go into this question. Now. Yeah. I see why you guys had such a uh, lengthy yeah. discussion well, about this. Yeah, but the, the thing on Twitter really was centered around the, the wasting of beer. The wasting of beer, yeah. Comment that, that Denny made my own argument for me and then skirted over. So no, the, um, the, no, yeah, but I, 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 I reject that premise as a meanie, as a means to, uh, to decide this. I, I mean, everybody's going to have their own opinion on which style they prefer. 
And, uh, you know, but I, I don't think somebody's personal choice of getting rid of something that they've paid for, you know, is, is a means to deciding which one's better. Uh, and, that, you know, that's their prerogative. They, they, uh, they paid for it, whether they used a ticket for it or not, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the, the style. Yeah. You know, if I want to get rid of it, that's what I can do. And, uh, you know, dump buckets are there for a reason. So <laughs> true. true. All right. All right. So Let's they, not... I, guess, I was going to say, so we guess we answer Travis's regular question is yes, tickets are normal. Yeah. Tickets are normal. I, I think that the most of brew fests in our area on the West coast tend to be by ticket. A few of the national ones that go through still do the, you know, the, the, all you can drink type thing. But I, I, Honestly, I have not seen one like that except for like the Great American Beer Fest or, you know, I haven't seen one for a while. That, that was like five years ago. That was the normal thing of, a, of these traveling beer festivals that were going around the nation. Um, but, yeah, all the local ones are all by ticket and token, you, you know, and even the ones in Washington. How many in Washington when you were there, John, did you go to that were all you can drink? That, um, I mean, most of them were tokens, right, all held by the Washington Beer yeah, most in Washington are tokens. Yeah, I've I've been to some elsewhere that that were not. Okay. So. All right. Well, thank you, Travis, for that question. It, it uh, it's always fun to uh, to banter back and forth between all, John and I, and and John's always right. It's okay. I, I accept it. <laughs> all right. We need to snip that out so we can play that. You know, whenever I need to during the show. Okay. That is now the clip of the year. <laughs> all right. We have uh, one more. Uh, feedback, or actually question, and this came from uh, Brad Fatler from uh, Ohio, actually Cincinnati area. He sent an email to our email address asking about recommendations on beers to drink at the Rheingeist Rare Beer Festival. And uh, this sounds like a fantastic beer festival that I wish that I could have gone to. And John, how come you didn't go? He's scraping glue, Denny. Yeah, and I didn't know about it. So. Oh my gosh. Okay, well... Um, he sent me a list. He said, hey, I need some help. There's a bunch of, well, let me just read what he says. He says, any of these breweries or beers you recommend? A lot are West, are wet, <laughs> a lot are West Coast places I'm not too familiar with. I know you guys speak pretty well about Melvin. Anyways, still enjoying the show. Keep up the good work. The good woodwork. <laughs> you, I was just say your notes. Were you drunk when you were typing your notes? Uh, I maybe, maybe. But hey, if I, if we have good woodwork, that's fantastic. But uh, that's what she said. Uh, but yeah, so I went through the list, and oh my gosh, the, the list was full of really rare and uh, and and some good stuff. But I picked out some of the West Coast stuff that he may. Um, not have heard of. So one of the ones, I just want to go quickly through this list because these are things that you guys might, other listeners might find that might be coming through beer festivals in their area and, and it'd be great to uh, to try it. So one of the ones that struck my uh, my taste buds was the 21st Amendment Monk's Blood, which is, uh, this is their barrel, a barrel aged version, but Monk's Blood is one of those beers I really enjoy. It comes out right about now. It's about the season for it to come out. Um, it does change from year to year. I've had some years that's really good, and other years it's still good, but not as good. You know, one year it's a five cap rating, other years it's four caps. But I haven't had the one that's barrel aged, so that would be a special beer that I think would be really good. He also has some Almanac, which makes fantastic sour beers. 
They had the strawberry rhubarb wheat, which I uh, I think I've had, and, and I think it's pretty good, but I, I may not have. I've had strawberry rhubarb stuff from them before, but I don't know if I've had the wheat beer. But Almanac would have been a great one. I don't know if Brad uh, actually had that one or not, but uh, they make great sours. Allagash, again, one of the breweries that is on my bucket list to go visit. Uh, hey, if Allagash is at a beer fest, you have to try them, period. Um, Avery Rumpkin, which, John, you and I have talked about this beer when we go to our Pumpkin Beer Fest when we were in the Washington area, and it's a great beer to sample, and I think he did have that one. Yeah, I still have one of those in my cellar waiting. I just drank so. one of those last week. There you go. There you very go. good. Yeah. And talk about another beer that you probably just had last week, Chris, is, of course, Cigar City's Hunapu's uh, Imperial Stout. you got to have it. that one. As a matter of fact, I did have it last week at the bottle share. There you go. And I think he also tried that one. He took took our advice on that. And then a brewery that I have not had, but I know John speaks highly of, and I've heard a lot of people that really enjoy this brewery, Distill. Um, again, another brewery on my bucket list that I said, hey, if you, have a, if you haven't had a beer, try it. Now, he may have already had some uh, before because he is in Ohio, and maybe they get it. Uh, Lost Abbey, again, California brewery that I haven't had very much of, but everything I've had from them have been really good. Uh, and in Melvin Brewing, they had two beers. I think uh, one was Asterisk, which is okay, but it's not my favorite. But the one I told him to try was the 2x4, and I think he went with the Asterisk instead. Uh, too bad, because 2x4, I think, is a better beer, in my opinion. But hey, Melvin's fantastic. Another one I haven't had, it's on my... Uh, bucket list, Noble L Works. Uh, heard good things about them. And last but not least, they did have some Seattle Cider. Uh, Seattle Cider makes incredible apple cider, hard cider. They had this one called the Cucumber Hibiscus, which I haven't had, but sounds wonderful. So those are the ones that I suggested he try. Any of those uh, you know, you guys have had and can speak about besides the ones we already talked about? I mean, I'm taking a quick look through their beer list now for that event, and I kind of wish I would have went to that event. I mean, anything from you know Cigar City down here to Bell's Brewery in Michigan to you know Almanac Allagash. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was an awesome event. Burial beer from Asheville. We love that place. The brewery. I mean, oh yeah, they had the brewery. They had the uh, I don't know if they had the Autumn Maple <clears throat> one. On. No, they didn't have that one. Uh, the Chocolate Rain Imperial Stout and Chronology Six Wee Heavy, oh, so okay. Scottish Asian Bourbon Barrels. Wow, yeah. So John, you missed out, buddy. You could have actually talked yeah. about this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I could have had something that I did. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you, Brad, for um, sending us your, you know, asking us your opinion, and and uh, I didn't let John answer or Chris. I just answered back because it was kind of time sensitive and I just and he doesn't care I just rattled it off with with you know my opinion because my opinion you're just the one that counts right that's right (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew John was too busy scraping glue he didn't have time to answer back well I'd like to know what he tried and what he liked and and what were his favorites if uh, you know he could send us another email or Reach out to us on Facebook or a voicemail. Or a voicemail. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, actually, I take all the previous two back. The only way we want to hear from you, Brad, is through voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Chris has to get his little tick marks next to all the voicemails that uh, 
So we'll do that. But hey, here's the contact information for Brad. For everyone who wants to uh, contact us, you can write us an email with your questions or comments at uh, tapthecraft@gmail.com. Of course, on Twitter, which a couple people did, just follow us at tapthecraft. And of course, I know that Chris and I would love to respond to your comments on Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash tapthecraft. Don't forget, we do have a voicemail line. You can call 208-536-3359. Or if you like to, a nice easy way to remember it, just 208-53-ODDLY with two Ds. Remember that, two Ds. It's the only way you spell oddly, I know, but uh, just in case you were confused, leave feedback and uh, help Chris become a permanent host on the show by uh, sending his voicemails. All right. I want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide our hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that John, Chris, and I put out, then we know you'll have to find some other great content like the following. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please, remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. Now it's time for our Brew Buzz segment, which is, of course, devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, we are going to give our top five lagers of 2017. So just to give a little bit of explanation here, last year we did our end-of-year best beers of 2016 show, which was tough to choose between you know, the best 10 beers of the year. So this year, I thought we would go ahead and change it up a little bit and break it into some style categories, some general style categories. Those categories are lagers and hoppy beers and dark beers and seasonal selection of beers. And we're going to break that down and do those in uh, each of the next four episodes. Our, we'll give our top five. And that will be a little bit nice breakdown of, of different styles so people that like specific styles can go and, and find some that they might enjoy. And, of course, this time we're starting off with the lagers. And uh, this is any beer that is using Yager, Yager least. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, lager yeast, that is. I, I guess maybe I should slow down on the beer now that we just went and got some more beer. But it's okay. I'll, I'll make it to the end of the show. And, uh, again, that's Doppelbox, Box, uh, Lagers, or, you know, Pale Lagers, Amber Lagers, Red Lagers, India Pale Lagers, and even Pilsners of various types. So any kind of lager... Uh, can be honest on this list. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with Chris. And why don't you start and just give us your five top five beers, starting from number five and ending with number one. Okay. So in number five, I have Cigar City's Zesty McZest Face, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, which which gave a five five and a quarter caps. You know because. You can't give a five and a half or just a four. That quarter cap counts. I'm surprised I got that all out without stumbling on my words. Um, 
It was a pale lager with lime zest and cherries in it. Um, number four, I had from 610 Brewing. Um, I had their tent beer. Um, the really light, nice and easy to drink. Uh, drink beer that we've been finding all over the uh, city, which I've been ordering a lot of. Um, Zephyr Hills Brewing, um, their Black Creek Lager, uh, which came in at 4.25 caps. Got to get that quarter cap in there. Um, And then uh, Big Dog uh, Las Vegas Craft Lager. Oh, nice. uh, From uh, from our trip out to Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. Denny. Uh, Four caps. And then Angry Chair, bringing it back to Tampa again. Angry Chair's Strawberry Short Fists, uh, which <laughs> I gave, uh, again, that four and a quarter caps was their fest beer uh, with real strawberries grown right here in Florida. I, I think I remember you checking into that one. Yeah, it sounds interesting. All right. Excellent list. I think that, uh, I mean, I'm familiar with one of them that uh, you put on there. John, are you familiar mm-hmm. with any of those? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Chris hits us with the uh, the South uh, Florida, or actually the Florida, South United States, Florida region uh, beers. John, how about you hit us with uh, maybe the the Midwest? What is Ohio considered? Midwest to West? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit scattered here. Okay. Um, but I'll just say this one was really easy. For me, because oh. uh, as I started going through all the various categories uh, in Untapped, I ended up with only like six or seven beers that were actually rated above three and a half. Uh-huh. Okay, um, so that really pared the list down for me. Yep. And uh, when I started the same exercise with uh, hoppy beers, um, you know, I, I have a history of not rating things super highly, so I started just all right, everything that was at a four. <laughs> and better I'll, yeah. I'll note um but you know we commented earlier in the year that i'm starting to change my ways i, I have like i think well over 50 beers in that list okay um to pare so, down so yeah so narrow down be, 50 to 5 it'll be some homework <laughs> uh, homework here for me but uh anyway back to the loggers um so number five i have uh this year's sierra nevada oktoberfest collaboration with uh brahaus yes um Excellent beer. I, yeah, it's a, one I look forward to every year, the, that collaboration. So uh, it's a good good one. Um, and then uh, from a, a newer brewery here in uh, central Ohio, Combustion Brewing, which I've mentioned a few times, uh, it's their Sideways Glance, which is a Vienna lager. Mm. And uh, this has been kind of our, our go-to spot, even though it's a bit of a drive. Um, but it's a nice space, a... Beers are always good, um, and the folks there are just really nice. And, uh, so, yeah, we really enjoy heading out there. Uh, number three uh, was one that uh, Denny sent over here uh, from Laughing Dog. Mm-hmm. They're dogs of Hellas. Yes. Um, and that's a Hellas. Just in case it was uh, hidden. Yes. Yeah, connecting the dots on that one. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. It was very refreshing. Uh, number two uh, was from another uh, Columbus Brewery uh, Land Grant Brewing, their Skull Session, uh, which they call a Scarlet Lager um, for uh, sporting, you know, Ohio State, a Scarlet and Gray. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, 
it's a that's right it's a uh, red lager that just got just great malt character uh you get just a great bready toasty notes on that one but while staying drinkable and not getting you know overly sweet from the malt and everything it's just very well done and uh i've enjoyed that one and i've grabbed more than one six pack of that just because it's uh really easy to drink and uh, other folks that generally aren't craftier folks have gravitated to that as well mm. they've enjoyed it okay so and then uh my number one number one uh, was uh something i've talked about that Wes brought down to me and that's uh the trogues bourbon barrel age troganator nice um which was which was great and i, I talked about that just uh just a couple episodes ago, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, that's great. a Doppelbach. Yes. Yeah. 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 I haven't had the bar- the barrel aged one. I've had the regular Troganator, which I enjoy on its own. But yeah, that bourbon barrel aged one sounds tasty. It is. Right. So, uh, how about you? What are your five? Okay, and like you, John, um, I had more than five that were. Uh, highly rated in my loggers, but you know what? 2017 was a good logger year for me. Um, but it was still, it was within like a list of, I think I had maybe 10, so I had to narrow it down to 10. And I will give some honorable mentions that I, that could make this list if I didn't have so many great loggers. But sorry, number five, uh, uh, it's from um, Bearlick Brewing. This is a Portland brewery i believe at least i had it when i was in portland at the portland beer festival uh and it's their east side oatmeal pilsner and yes a pilsner made my top five lager list um if anyone who knows me for a long time knows that i've never been a huge fan of pilsners this year i've actually had a number of good pilsners that i really have enjoyed and this is one that made the top five list i gave it four and a half cap rating i actually went back and had two samples of this at that beer festival i enjoy it so much i actually spent two tickets on it john two different times i had it it was that good so that that should say a lot right there the next one is from a brewery that i really enjoy out of california it's heretic brewing and it's their lager and this is a hellos lager and i'll tell you what this is just a damn good lager just very tasty very easy drinking um I gave it four and a half cap rating on a tap for just a fantastic Hellas. Uh, number three, a local brewery here in Boise from Bella Brewing, and it's their called Bob's Lager. It's a dark lager, perfect five. I give a perfect five cap rating for this dark lager, Bob's Dark Lager. Number two, from my favorite brewery in Idaho, Grand Teton Brewing's Double Vision Doppelbach. Their 2016 vintage that came out this time last year. I didn't drink it last year. I actually drank it this year. Uh, another perfect five. It's it's just a, a beer that I absolutely love. And it could have been number one. Uh, and, it, and I was trying to go back and forth whether this was number one or the one I chose number one. I went ahead and went with the Occidental Brewing Luca Brother Doppelbach, which is also a perfect five because... It was the new brewery that I started drinking this year that I just fell in love with, again, out of Portland, Oregon. Make fantastic beers. 
And uh, this Doppelbach, incredible Doppelbach. So that is my number one lager. Now, I don't. I know I didn't tell you guys to have honorable mentions. If you don't have any, it's okay. But I do need to give honorable mention to three beers that could have made this list if I just didn't have such great lagers this year. The first one, again, from Occidental Brewing out of Portland, their Pilsner. Fantastic Pilsner, four and a quarter rating. One that was on uh, Chris's list and his top five was the Big Dog Las Vegas Craft Lager. Again, really good pale lager, 4.25 cap rating from me. And the one on John's list, Nevada's uh, Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest from the Brajas Mittenberger. I gave that four and a quarter rating also. So two of the beers on my honorable mention were actually on the other host's list. So that just says how good um, these beers were. So you guys have any honorable mentions or your list is your list? Uh, my list is my list. And John's muted, so his and list is... And John's gone again. And, and, and his... I said I was capable of committing to five. <laughs> okay. But I only told my dog. Okay. So. Okay. What's the do- what's the... Did the dog submit a list? Uh, no. We bored him to sleep. Good. <laughs> Don't give your dogs beer. Okay. All right, Tuke. Well, have a nice rest. All right. So that is our top five loggers of 2017. I want to hear from our listeners what your top five loggers have you had the ones that we talked about and enjoyed them are there other ones that you loved that you want to share with us and our other listeners out there please respond back to us voicemail email twitter facebook however you want to do it Um, again chris prefers the voicemail but uh, you guys do what you want and as i mentioned earlier chris will be joining us for the next three episodes to talk about his top five in the other categories. So um, feel free to hit us up with your top five lagers. And if you want, at the same time, hit us up with your top five hoppy beers, style, or uh, dark beers, and seasonals. And I'll just add them in to each show uh, in, in our uh, topic so you guys can uh, get them in at the same time. Okay, so... Since we're running a little long, I did mention at the beginning of the show we were planning on talking about an article from the Brewers Association uh, about how malt can play a, uh, a part in a beer drinker's preference uh, in their beer. But we don't want to make the you know talk too short on it, so we're going to go ahead and put this off to our next episode and talk about then where we might have a little bit extra time because we did have a lot of conversation based on our listener feedback uh, and stuff. So let's just go ahead and uh, and move along so we can keep this sh- show at a normal time. And with that, let's just go right in to the moment where we can uh, toast some of our friends out there. And Chris, who would you like to raise a glass to this episode? Well, as always, I'd like to raise a glass to you guys for inviting me to come on the show. Um, and a raise a glass to, uh, our listeners who've been reaching out to me, uh, first off, um, here in the Tampa area, uh, some of you may know we've had what's been noted as a serial killer. What? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, the guy the, walking. Yeah. Wow. I live in the neighborhood where that guy has committed three murders. Oh my well, gosh. Where that, where three murders have been committed, uh, in the Seminole Heights neighborhood, um, 
so I've actually had a couple of listeners reach out to me uh, and, you know, ask how things were going and stuff like that. So definitely appreciate to you guys who reached out to me and uh, just uh, voicing concern. So thank you guys for that. Um, and then, you know, to everybody who's going to send a voicemail <laughs> uh, in, in the next two weeks, guys, because we, you know, we put out a show every two weeks. Everybody who's going to send out a voicemail, I, I just want to raise a glass to you. So uh, that's those are my my toasts and cheers uh, for you guys. Um, John, you have anybody you want to want to raise a glass to? Uh, yeah, uh, raise a glass to our, our buddy Chad Lamasa. He had uh, been chatting with me about the Black Forest Stout from Victory. He had picked one up, uh, but hadn't drank it yet when I had logged it in. And uh, he did he did have it and. Um, I appear to be in the minority of thinking the the cherry isn't too much. He said it was it was borderline um, <laughs> for him. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not super sensitive to cherry. We'll we'll have to do some testing on further testing on that. But okay. Uh, anyway, at least it wasn't a uh, you know t- a terrible beer for you, Chad. <laughs> um, but then uh, finally, I, I wanted to raise my glass to, to the Good for Gaming Extra Life team. Uh, those that have listened in the past know that this is something that I, I participated in every year, and I did sign up to do it. And uh, unfortunately, with everything going on, I'm not able to commit to, to doing the full event of you know a 24-hour uh, gaming marathon. But uh, I'm really proud of uh, the Good for Gaming team. They raised over $22,000. Uh, oh wow that's um, awesome which is just incredible um so uh hopefully uh next year when we're open i'm I'm hoping to to do an event at the brewery to to tie into it we were hoping to do something this year but you know way construction went just wasn't feasible with uh getting everything pulled together in time um but uh yeah everybody else did uh did a fantastic job. So, cheers to you guys. Yeah, cheers. And how about you, Danny? Yeah, I have a few I want to give a, a raise a, a glass to and, and toast. First off, my buddy Bill Worley. He's uh, at Vlashammer on Twitter. And, of course, the OFR cast crew for the, the love they gave us on the last episode. And, uh, you know, and retweeting our stuff and, and posting uh, on our Twitter and stuff. I really appreciate the support they give us. Thank you. And uh, I also want to raise my glass to listener William Lake, who reached out to me after our last episode. Um, you know, I, I uh, concerning my uncle's uh, passing, I really appreciate uh, that he did that. Uh, and a new podcast that I just found, just this on Thursday, basically, it was it was kind of a, a by chance thing. I answered a a question that was something we retweeted a post on Twitter, and I just answered it with my real life experience. And then they we started co- communicating back and forth, and they said, "Yeah, I got a, we got a podcast." And I started listening. And I'm like, "Wow, this podcast is right up my alley." The podcast is called Gen X Grown Up. Well, guess what? I'm Gen X, and I'm growing up. And these guys know uh, I have a lot in common with these guys about the experiences of when they were growing up as a Gen X kid. Uh, and now they're all grown up and remembering back on that stuff. And so, hey, if you are a Gen Xer like myself, uh, go check them out. Uh, really nice podcast. I really am enjoying. In fact, I'm almost listening to all their episodes. They're fairly new. They only started in August. 
Um, they only have about 14 episodes out, so it's not, not too hard to get caught up real fast. And my buddy Alex Fuchs, he's out in Europe right now on a beercation, having fun, drinking a ton of European beers that I can't have. Cheers to you, Alex. Have fun and be safe. And, of course, uh, we can't forget about uh, Veterans Day coming up. Uh, November 11th is Veterans Day. So go out there and thank a veteran and thank uh, all those servicemen and women out there that are serving to protect our freedoms. You know, give them a big high five and a thank you for their service while you're at it. And Hopcloth Apparel. We want to raise a glass to Hopcloth because uh, they're partnered up with us. In fact, we just gave away a t-shirt to Amanda and uh, Chris, Amanda's got her information into you, and that order's being processed, right? The T-shirt has been ordered through Hopcloth. All right. So we encourage all of our listeners to go visit hopcloth.com uh, and check out their creative craft beer clothing. And, of course, use the code TAPTHECRAFT, all one word, at checkout to get free shipping. So go out there and check out hopcloth.com. And you can find the beers uh, mentioned on the show on our show post at openformradio.com. And also, keep in mind, the show notes are also posted in the podcast itself. Just hit that little information button, and you'll be able to see all the beers that we have talked about on the show. So you can go find them yourself. And if you want to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loose screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untap Prime WA. You can follow Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit the website at trekbeer.com. Excellent. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, so you guys can follow me on Untapped and on uh, Instagram because I don't use my Twitter handle very much at all. Uh, you can follow me on Untapped and Instagram at mck1345, or you can always find me at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. Yeah, that's for sure. We've been pretty active lately on, on our page. A lot of good articles and feedback and stuff going on, so make sure you visit us at Facebook. All right, guys, it is last call. Time to bring our show to a close. We want to thank all of our listeners for downloading and listening to the show. We ask all of you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, and Podbean, and however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. 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 Yo, what's up, guys? It is Chris McKenzie. It is 9.30 on October 28th. Just wanted to send y'all a quick message. I uh, just went out for some whales, bro over at Angry Chair Brewing, and I uh, got four bottles of Imperial Awakening. So if anyone's in the Tampa area, Orlando area, let's have some beers. Talk to you soon. I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here with you guys, finishing up recording of Tap the Craft. What do you even say? Oh, I'm sure it is. Traffic.
helicopter. Yeah, well, Denny, you can answer this while you're in Israel. Okay, hanging up.